Jesus wants everyone. Jesus wants everyone, and especially you, on the inside as an active part of the body of Christ. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. But I have a question for you today. Here it is. What does church look like to you? <laughs> He's got the right answer already, but there's more to my message here. Now, that may sound like a strange question. What does church look like to you? But the reason I'm asking is because Pastor Dan challenged us recently to become what he calls reachers. Do you remember that message? Well, it was a great message and one that I believe that if we take to heart, can raise our fellowship to a new level of engaging and embracing our community and even our world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I also know that if we are to become reachers, we have to come to grips with what the church of Jesus Christ really is and what it was intended to be. So I ask you today, what does church look like to you? Because the way I see it, there are three kinds of people in the world. There are all those people out there. They're lost. They're unsaved. They have other beliefs or they have no beliefs. They are on the outside looking in. They are certainly not the church. Then you have the people who come to church and are believers, but they generally just come on Sunday and they're looking to be fed. The word in small doses. Now, most of us, if we're honest, have been in this group at some point in our life. But I don't know how to say this other than to just say it. That group is not really the church either. Now, I'm not questioning their salvation or their membership. I'm saying that many people just don't take advantage of all the benefits of God's church. Even though they see church from in here, they are still on the outside looking in. Then you have the people who are fully integrated into the fellowship, the prayers, the sharers, the givers, the workers, the planners, the leaders, the teachers, the helpers. And that's the church. That's who is looking from the inside out. You see, you can't be a reacher until you're a part of the church because you aren't in a position to reach out until you're on the inside. Let me tell you what the first church looked like by giving you just a short example of what it was like to be there. Jesus was the head of the first church, and the rest of his church were those 12 disciples. And if you just read the 5th through 8th chapters of Matthew... 
just those three chapters, you will see that there was at least seven instances of having church. In what was just a span of a few days, Jesus held a meeting with a multitude of followers, and he preached a long sermon. Then he had a meeting with one man who had leprosy. He preached a 22nd sermon on faith when he encountered a soldier. Then another meeting took place at Peter's house. Another one by the Sea of Galilee. He had one in a boat. And he had one with two guys, some demons, and a herd of pigs. And all of that was no doubt between Sundays. What do you think that church looked like? Well, to me, it would have looked exciting. The 12 disciples made up Jesus' church fellowship. Do you know what they had in common with you and me and what church should look like to us? It's pretty simple. They were living with Jesus. That church experienced the reality of living a moment by moment. 24 hour a day, 7 days a week. Amazing life with Jesus Christ. And you know something? That church was the training ground for all churches that were to come after. Jesus was busy doing the Father's work. He wasn't wasting any time doing it. He was reaching out to a hurting world. And that's what the church is supposed to look like to us today. A bunch of people living with Jesus. The Word says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. What does church look like to you today? Are you on the outside looking in? Or are you on the inside looking out? Jesus wants everyone. Jesus wants everyone, and especially you, on the inside as an active part of the body of Christ. My desire today is to challenge you and to encourage you. Take that step of faith to become an insider in God's church. Don't sit on the sidelines. Don't be an observer Being a server is where the joy of living for Christ comes from. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. You can be an important part of the body of Christ. And you can help us become a church full of reachers for the glory of God. Do you pray about that today? If you do, I promise you, Something really good will happen in Jesus' name. It has been said that worry and anxiety are just unbelief in disguise. Up next, learn how to have the peace of God during difficult circumstances. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 
847-312-8197. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I have a word for you and for me this morning if you're dealing with anxiety in your life. And actually, it's not my word, it's, uh, but it is from the word. It's in Philippians, and the, uh, here's where the Apostle Paul says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a great word. Can you say amen? Well, having things that cause anxiety and stress in our life, that, that really can't be prevented. But here's the thing, and here's, here's the test. For us Christians, anxiety and stress is not allowed to stay in our life. It has to go. It's a destructive exercise. In fact, it's been said that worry and anxiety is just unbelief in disguise. Jesus talked about the subject too. Here's what he said. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single day or single hour to his life? And since you can't do this very little thing, then why do you worry about all the rest? This past Friday, we got the call that it was time for baby Jude to be born. So we did all the normal things. We went to the hospital, and we began the vigil that shortly became obvious was going to take quite a while. And while my wife and both daughters were in the delivery room, the rest of us set up shop in the hospital waiting room. Have anybody done this? Now, beside the fact that waiting for anything very long is not my strong suit, uh, we settled in with a Starbucks and a vending machine around the corner. Uh, we talked until we got tired of talking. Uh, that's because Christy was there. Um, <laughs> we watched six consecutive episodes of Law and Order. One episode of The Closer. But then the anticipation of the birth turned into concern because it was taking so long. And the delivery process went past 24 hours. And now it had become worry, uh, anxiety, and even some fear. And the last few hours of the delivery seemed like an eternity to me. And every parent will understand this, that when your kids are in trouble, it's the most helpless feeling that you can have. At that moment, you'd do anything. You'd give up anything just to know that they're all right. Well, I'm happy, happy to report today that my daughter, Elise, and the baby are fine. And even though it was a difficult delivery with some very scary moments for both of them, I learned later that those in the delivery room with Elise, my wife, and my other daughter, Ashley, and some of the medical professionals all called out on the Lord for help during this challenging delivery. And you see, as Christians... When we face circumstances that create fear and anxiety in our life, our spiritual instinct should be to do exactly what they did. I wanted to trust God in that situation. I was trying to. But I was frozen in, in fear 
And my fear got in the way. But thankfully, my wife and daughter were eyewitnesses to the crisis, but they were determined to trust God to see them through it. The situation was completely out of our hands. But the Word teaches us that nothing is too big or too small that we can't call out to God for help. And the Word also tells us that even though we may not know the outcome of the situation, we're still assured of the peace that only God could give us. There's a 19th century evangelist named George Mueller. He once wrote that the beginning of anxiety is the end of faith. And the beginning of faith is the end of anxiety. So when we feel anxiety and fear rising up in us, no matter what kind it is, that's our opportunity to show our faith and trust in God. The Word says by prayer and petition, that's turning our anxiety over to Him. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. Worry, anxiety, fear. These are the greatest tools of the enemy to distract us and to defeat us. But the Word shows us that our faith in God will trump fear and anxiety every time. And God intends for us to use those events in our life to grow and to find peace and joy in the hope of Jesus Christ. So no matter what is causing anxiety in your life today, when you have to wait those two or three days for the lab test results to come in, or when your bills are due and you don't know how you're going to pay them, or when, they're, when you hear that they're going to lay people off at your place of work, that's the time. That's the time you have to let your faith rise up in you and push the worry and the anxiety aside because you have the promise of a peace that transcends all understanding through Jesus Christ. And if you'll do that, I promise you, something good will happen. Something good will happen in Jesus' name. Do you feel like you're just going around in circles spiritually and never moving forward? Stay right there to hear how God can refresh you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So if you own a retail business of any type, become a Nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before. Receive a free no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light and see for yourself. That's right. Get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog. To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. That's NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. Okay, 
I want to talk for just a minute about a new word for you today. Did you know that Webster's Dictionary adds new words to the dictionary every year? That's right. They do. What they do is they try to add whatever the most used and relevant words are being entered into our culture. And here are just a few of the words that have just made it into the Webster Dictionary. Okay, here's one. Hangry. Have you heard this word before? It means you're so hungry, you're getting angry. You would say something like, my cousin Joe is getting hangry. Well, if you haven't heard of it, some people have. That's how it became part of the dictionary. Here's another word. Crypto. Have you heard this word? Yeah, I'm tired, I'm tired of hearing that word. Frankly, I wish they wouldn't put it in the dictionary. Okay, here's another word. Photobomb. You know, when somebody moves in on your picture. Uh, and here's my favorite. Air quotes. How many know what an air quote is? Okay. Air quote is when you do something like this. You say, Pastor Steve said he played, quote, college football. That's an air quote. He's looking at me right now, isn't he? What was I thinking? See how big he is? These are all new words, but I'm not talking about these kind of new words. I'm talking about how to receive a new word or revelation from the Lord. I'm talking about a journey of discovery that can be found in this place. I'm talking about this book that I'm holding. I'm talking about God's word. Let me tell you a story. A number of years ago, on one of our first business trips to the Far East, my brother Glenn and I traveled way out into the Taiwanese countryside to a little village to visit a factory that made weightlifting bars. And it was at night, and the lighting was real bad, and when we stood there and actually watched the workers fabricate these bars, we saw what the machines could do that did it, and we had an idea. The idea was how to make the bars with a unique way of securing the weight plates on the bar. And we developed that idea right there that night in that dirty factory. Well, it turns out the idea was a hit, and the products that we developed with this idea became the best-selling line of weight bars in the country for a decade. But here's the thing. We never would have discovered that idea if we had not traveled to the other side of the world and made our way to this little obscure place. You see, discovery, inspiration, and revelation come from putting yourself in the position to find it. And God provided each of us a way to find a new word from Him when He gave us His word. This book. But we have to be able to open the book. And we have to be open to the book to find it. Did you know that the Word of God is miraculous? Not only does it speak truth to all who receive it, but it will reveal things especially and specifically for you.
There's nothing more powerful in seeking direction for your life than an open heart, an open mind, and an open Bible. In Hebrews it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. You see, the word not only contains revelation about who God is, it also reveals who you are and who you aren't. His word is alive and active. His word is the vehicle that God uses to keep us close to him and protect us from our enemies. And you can't separate God from his word. I want you to remember this. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. You know, sometimes when you see someone whose life demonstrates such character and spiritual strength that they stand firm through some terrible life trial, some storm that's thrown at them, we've all seen this. You know, it's not an accident that they can do that. They can do that because you can be sure that they have taken what is in here, this book, and they put it in here, their heart. That's how I want to be today. Don't, don't you? Are you in a spiritual rut today? Do you feel like you're just going around in circles, never moving forward? I want you to know that God has a new word for you today. And it's in there for you. It doesn't matter where you go in either. It, once you do, he'll find you. He'll breathe fresh life into you in a new way. God's word can do that. His word can literally show you the way. In fact, that's exactly what the song says. He says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the word for you today is that the word is for you today. You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com 
or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.